Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I'm feeling okay right now. <laughs> Amen. Holy Spirit's here, so just continue to meditate on that as we go into the Word of God today. Aren't you thankful for the Word of God? Amen. The Spirit of God gives us the Word. When we read the Word, it becomes a reality in our hearts and minds. It's a connection that we get to experience as Christians, how we can connect to the power of God through the Scripture, through the Holy Word, and through His Holy Spirit, bringing it out to life in, in our reality. Isn't that amazing? They, how God can do that. He can bring reality. He can make reality. Whatever reality we're experiencing, God can make a new reality in our lives in faith uh, through Jesus. Amen. I want to talk about virtue this morning. Glory to God, virtue. Uh, you look up the word virtue in the dictionary, there's a lot of different definitions for the word virtue. Um, one of them, uh, I'll give you just a few real quick. Morality, uh, uprightness, decency, uh, worthiness, uh, good, trustworthiness, blamelessness, purity, uh, lack of corruption, um, goodness, uh, vir even virtuousness. Is the, its own word becomes a, an adjective. Integrity, dignity, uh, honesty. Uh, I can go on and on here. How many know that some of these words, we don't hear about that anymore? We don't hear about decency anymore. You say the word decency around people, they're like, what is that? that you're offending me now with decency. I mean, what happened? What happened that now all of a sudden virtue is no longer something that we strive for in this world? And virtue is exactly what God wants for our lives. And in the biblical sense, in the theological biblical sense, virtue are three things that the Bible really talks about. And that's faith, hope, and love. Those are the three virtues that are added by the Bible. There's a lot of virtues, but those specifically, faith, hope, and love, are important to us as believers. Because, because of faith, we can hope. Amen? Because we can have false hope. Without faith, we have false hope. But because in faith in Jesus Christ and what He's done on the cross, we have blessed hope. Amen? And because of that blessed hope, we have godly love. We, we have that agape love that we talked about. Not the love that the world gives, but the love that God has given us through Jesus Christ and His death and resurrection on the cross. That's the love that we have. That's the virtue that we get to experience in our lives. Faith, hope, and love together makes that godly virtue that the Bible talks about. So let's talk about the virtue, the word virtue in the Bible and how it pertains to us a little bit here. Go to Luke chapter 8, and this is verses 43 to 48. Luke 8, verses 43 to 48. It says, And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, and we all recall this, if, if we read this before in the Bible, here's a lady that was sick. She had a blood disease for 12 years years. That's a long time to be sick. 12 years with an issue of blood, which had had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. She spent all of her money trying to figure out how to be healed of this issue of blood. She couldn't, couldn't figure out. No physician could figure out. So she had spent all her money 
and, and, and that's all she had left is herself and her disease. And it came, be, came behind him. This is verse 44. And she came behind him and touched the border of his garment. Talking about Jesus here. So if you recall this, she was at her wits end. She didn't know what else to do. All her money was spent and she has this disease. But she's beginning to hear rumors of a man called Jesus who is the Christ. And everybody that touches him is being healed. Everywhere he goes, he's healing people left and right. And she looks into the crowd and she sees that Jesus is in that crowd. And she says, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just get near to Jesus, I will be made whole. That was her faith. That was that virtue activated in her life. Her face is, all I got to do is touch him. And so she came behind him. It says, verse 44, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stitched or stopped. Immediately, she was healed through her faith in Jesus Christ. See, she recognized where her healing had to come from. She recognized, finally, it didn't come through the money that she had spent. It didn't come through the physicians. It came through faith in Jesus Christ. Ultimately, that's how God heals, through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that healing doesn't happen through physicians sometimes, because God will sometimes do it through physicians or medical means, but ultimately, our faith has to be in Him doing the work. Our faith does the work in our bodies. Our virtue faith has to do the work in our body. We have to say, it's Jesus, it's in Jesus that my healing comes. Through the blood of the Lamb, that's where my salvation comes. That's where my healing comes. And we got to put that faith and trust in it every single day. So she said, I just got to touch Him. And I'll be healed. And immediately she was made whole. Look at verse 45. And Jesus said, who touched me? Now, obviously we know Jesus knew who touched him. Amen. He knew this, but he said that to be able to explain to those around him what had just happened because he wanted to build the faith of those that were around him. He said, who touched me when all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? He said, how can we answer you uh, that question? Everybody's around you pushing in. I mean, can you just imagine being that mass of people where to the point where you're just being kind of moved. You're not even moving your own self. The crowd is moving you. It's like a wave. And the disciples of Jesus are saying, how can you ask the question, who touched you? Look at everybody. We can't even tell who's touching you. Everybody's around you right now. So how can you ask that of us? And Jesus said, somebody had touched me. He was mean to say, somebody really pressed in just now. Somebody really reached out and they touched me in a different way than just pushing up against me. Somebody came to the throne of God. Somebody reached out in faith and somebody touched me. Amen? Isn't that what we want Jesus to say every single day we wake up? We want Jesus to say, you welcome me into your life today. You are touching me in that way where I'm in connection with you and you're in connection with me. And we are going at this together because of your faith. You are made whole this day and every day we wake up, we can say, God, I'm only whole because of you, because of your son, Jesus Christ, who has touched me. And therefore, I can reach out and touch him every single day in faith. 
and see it through the Holy Spirit power. He says, who touched me? He says, somebody touched me. And here's the second part of that. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Virtue came out of Jesus because Jesus is all, that's all Jesus was. He's the pure Lamb of God. He is virtue in the flesh. He is faith, hope, and love in the flesh. When we touch the hem of his garment, we touch faith, hope, and virtue. And how do we do that? Through faith. We have to step forward in faith and say, God, I'm coming in faith. I'm coming in hope. I'm coming in love for you and for the love that you have put in me through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I can have that virtue in me. It came out of Jesus. When she touched him, he said, virtue has come out of me. Amen? And could it be that if Jesus said, you will do greater things than I? Think about this now. If Jesus told his disciples, he's also telling us as believers, he said, you will do greater things than I. So could it be that if we really press in to the word of God, we press in to fasting and prayer, we press in and we dedicate our lives to God, we dedicate our lives to virtuous things, and we, we separate ourselves from all that sin, that when somebody comes to us in prayer and they touch us or we touch them in faith, that they're healed. Amen? That can happen because the word of God says it can. Jesus did it himself. And he said, you will do greater things than I did in this life. And when Jesus does it, that means he's given us authority to do it as well. Amen. He came as an example to humanity as the living incarnation of God in the flesh. He was man and he was God in order for us to be back together again. And that means that we have authority just like Jesus had authority through the Father. He says, if you know me, you know the Father. And if you know the Father, then you know the one that sent me. Amen? We are in direct connection to God now through Jesus Christ and through the blood that was shed for our healing. So we can have those things happen in our lives when we uh, walk in faith, that when we lay hands on people, they are healed in Jesus' name because it's in His name that we claim victory. In his name. We can't do it in our name. We can't do it in anybody else's name. It has to be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He said, For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Look at verse 47. Verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. How many have ever been in that situation where God was all over you, the Holy Spirit was all, you knew it, and you gave it all to God, and you start shaking and trembling. You don't even know why, but you don't care because it feels good. It's not a bad trembling, it's a good trembling because your body is, is subject to the Holy Spirit. And we just give it to God and we say, God, you have your way. I'm not scared of this. This is your love for me. This is your Holy Spirit. So she was trembling. She had felt the virtue of Jesus come out of him and go through her body healed her immediately. And she fell down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And then immediately she was praising the Lord. She was giving authority to God. She was saying, God, it was because of you. And she was there before God and she was trembling, but she was humble before God because of her healing and she was praising God. Amen. I love the stories of how Jesus would heal people because uh, people would just be so 
they would see it. But what's more amazing is, is the feeling that we get when Jesus touches us, when we touch the hem of his garment. You know, we say, Jesus, touch me, but he's already here. See, when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he's already with you. All we have to do is reach out and touch him because he's right there. We don't have to ask the Holy Spirit to come and touch us. It's already in us through the salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. When we accept the Lord and Savior, Jesus as our, as our Savior, we say, you died for my sins. I'm cleansed. I'm made whole. The Holy Spirit lives in you and the power of God lives in you. And all we have to do is reach out for it. And we say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I'm the child of God. In Jesus' name, nothing can come against me. I'm protected by the blood of the Lamb. I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Verse 48, and she said unto her, he said unto her, daughter, aren't you glad he calls you daughter and son? Amen? Jesus, our Father in heaven, he says, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And that was virtue. That was the virtue of God doing that. We got to get back to the virtue of God in our own lives. We got to feed that. Amen. I heard a saying a long time ago. They said, uh, uh, which, which dog grows, which wolf or which dog grows more, grows faster. And they said, well, the one you feed the most. So either we're feeding, we're feeding the lust of the flesh or, we, or we're feeding the, the spirit in us. Which one are we doing? Because if we're feeding the lust of the flesh, then our virtue is diminished. But if we feed the spiritual part of our lives through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, in faith, believing and in prayer, and we submit ourselves to God, we feed that virtue in our lives. And we have victory over the enemy through that power. Glory to God. Uh, go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Verses 35 through 36. Matthew 14, 35 to 36. This is where Jesus goes to the land of uh, Gennesaret. And this is right after in the Bible where it talks about him walking on the water and calling Peter out to walk in the water. They were on that boat. And they, and they land at this place after that. And Jesus lands to go minister unto these people. And it says here, and went. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, as soon as they figured out Jesus just reached our shores. Think about that. They sent out into all that country round about. They told everybody, Jesus just landed on our shores. Tell everybody he's here. Tell them he's here. And they brought unto him all that were diseased. They grabbed everybody they could. Can you imagine the picture that in your mind? You know, we remember what happened when he was inside the that that closed-in space in that home where the, the the people that had the guy that was paralyzed and said, we can't get through the crowd. Let's just climb the wall. Let's get on the roof, break the roof, and we'll lower him to Jesus. That's how desperate they were to get his, get their friend healed. And now think of what is happening here. He lands on the land, on the shores of, of, of Gennesaret, and people all over that land are, are calling everybody, bring him to Jesus, bring him to Jesus. He's going to heal him. Can you imagine the sight? People were probably being hauled in on animals, on, on gurneys, whatever they could find. They were dragging them to Jesus because they had faith. They knew that his, his virtue, just touching him, they would be healed. And verse 36 says, And besought him that they might only touch 
the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how that happened? But we think, man, that's amazing. I wish that would happen in my life. It can't. Through the, through the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, through the faith, hope, and love that we have in Jesus Christ, we have, uh, we have the access to that virtue through Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb. We have it. We have to claim that as believers and, and feed it every single day. Um, go back to Luke now, uh, chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, uh, verse 19. And, and this is right after, uh, after Jesus heals all of these people that touch him, he begins to teach on virtue. So this is just verse 19, but you read this, as soon as, as, soon as Jesus heals a lot of people, he heals the, the little girl that was sick. He said, oh, she's just sleeping. He heals that, you know, he heals that, that uh, the daughter of, of the leader, you know, before he don't even show up there. He just says, he says, she's healed. She's healed or, or he's healed. They're healed. Don't worry about it. Just go back home. They're healed. And they go back and they realize that that same hour that he said that, that that little girl was healed. I mean, that that's all happening right here in the Bible. Jesus is healing people everywhere. And uh, he, he says this, or this is what happens in verse 19 of chapter 16 of Luke. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. They realized that Jesus was the Son of God. They realized who he was. They said, if we just touch him, we're touching God. Because we can't, since we can't directly touch God, God sent his son. We can touch his son. He's here in the flesh and he can make it happen. Glory to God. We have to be that for people here on earth. Do you realize that when Jesus left, he gave us that great commission. He said, you go and tell them, you go tell them and teach them about what I did. Show them what I did. So when we now on this earth are, are saved believers in Christ, we got to put on this virtue that Jesus has for us. And in Jesus' name, we can touch people and heal them. But we got to separate ourselves from all sin. We got to cleanse ourselves. We got to make ourselves clean unto God because He's already saved us by the blood of the Lamb. He has saved us for heaven, but now we have an obligation to separate ourselves from this evil world and say, No, I'm a child of God. He has saved me by grace. I'm going to heaven, but I got work to do because of that here. So I got to get in my word. I got to pray. I got to fast. I got to believe for wonderful things to happen because Jesus said they would happen. And I just have to claim in my life. I just have to claim those things in my life and, and move forward in Christ and faith. As believers, we got to tap into this virtue every in every aspect of our lives in order to affect lives for Jesus. We have to, we have to grow, continuously grow closer to God through Jesus, through the salvation, and the continued thing that it is living in this life continuing in Christ so that we can affect lives for Jesus. Because there is a lot of people in sin. There is a lot of people in sin. Amen? It's everywhere. But yet we can make a difference, just even us by ourselves, if we put on that virtue that Jesus used, that it went out of him and healed people. We can do the same thing. 
Glory to God. Second uh, Peter now. Second Peter, verses uh, chapter one. Sorry, Second Peter chapter one, verses three through eleven here. And I love how. The, you, Hey, go home and read this again. I'm going to read this to you, but go home and read this again. Really meditate on what this is saying. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-11 through 11 says this, according, according to His divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Amen? He gave this to us. That's what this is saying. We, we are called by His divine power to have that given to us. And we have the things that pertain to life and godliness. God has given that to us through the Bible, through the Word, through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. And called us to glory and virtue. The verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we, ye might be partakers of, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. This is what we're supposed to add to our faith right here. We got to really do this. Virtue, faith, hope, and love, right? Virtue. And to virtue, we got to add knowledge. Knowledge comes through the Word of God. Faith comes through the Word of God. Hearing, add knowledge. And then to knowledge, we got to add temperance. We got to temperate. We got to temperance ourselves in what we do for God. And then it says, to temperance, patience. Now we've got to be called to be waiting for the Lord and patient, working through all this in patience. And to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. Boy, we need that more than anything right now is brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love, the agape love of God. Wow, there's a lot in that. You can meditate on that for a month and continue to meditate. That's, that's something we need to meditate on every day of our lives as Christians. That that's what we have to do. Now look what it says in, um, in, in verse 8. For if these things be in you, if you do these things and these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't we want to be fruitful for God? We don't want to be barren. We don't want to be unfruitful for God. But if we put on these things, God says, then you will be fruitful. You will not be barren. Look at verse 9. But he that lacketh. Now here's, here's what happens when we don't have this. Here's what happens to the world when they don't have this. But, it, but he that lacketh these things is blind. A lot of people are blind. Amen. We know that. We see it in the world now. A lot of people are blind to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's why we have so many things happening in our world today and cannot see afar off. They don't even realize what's happening. They can't see it afar off. They can't see that Jesus is coming back. They can't see that there's a hope and a future for everybody. They don't see it. And have forgotten that he has purged from his old sins. In verse 10, Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. That's what it says there. We will never fail when we're in Jesus Christ. When we have the mind of Christ, when we put on these virtues, we will never fail in anything that we do for Christ on this earth. 
Anything that we do for ourselves, for our own gain, and for our own desires, it's going to fail. That's going to fail. It might last for a little while, but eventually it fails. But everything we do for Christ, for Jesus Christ, he said, it'll never fail. If you do it this way, it'll never fail. For so, this is verse 11, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When we allow that love of Jesus to flow in faith and hope in others and the virtue that is in us through the Holy Spirit, it will produce good fruit in us and it, and it, and it does it in the form of healing. That's one of the biggest ways Jesus shows his power. He heals us miraculously. And he wants to show that power in, in us and through us and for us and for those that we encounter in our lives. we got to put on those virtues. Amen. Glory to God. If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ, pray this with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son, Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart, and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you pray, prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You, are, you have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. The next steps are very important. If you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow him the rest of your life, find a good Bible preaching church. Get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible. Begin to study that Bible and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made. And I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the full salvation knowledge that He has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.